Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes each day, but it gets us into God's Word, and that's critical for our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. We need to stay strong in our faith, and so we need to be in God's Word consistently and regularly, and this short study each day helps us to do that. Now, you know people in your life who need to grow in their faith, don't you? They need to think about their soul's salvation. Share these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. But share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every single day. You may help somebody grow in their faith, turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a wonderful blessing that will be for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day, literally. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study talking about the importance of baptism. As we've emphasized, baptism is a fundamental, central doctrinal teaching of Christianity that really has the effect of our sal- uh, uh, upon whether or not we're going to be saved. Now, a lot of people would, they'd say, no, that's not true. You don't have to be baptized to be saved. Well, Jesus said you do in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. The apostle Peter said you have to be baptized to be saved in, in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21, baptism doth also now save us. King James Version. You have to be baptized in order to be forgiven of your sins. Peter, on Pentecost, told the Jews gathered who asked them, what shall we do? In verse 38 of Acts chapter 2, he said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. We have to be forgiven of our sins in order to be saved because the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. When Jesus himself sent a Christian man named Ananias to teach Saul of Tarsus, who had been a great enemy of the church and of Christ, he came to him and said, "Why why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. How do we obey the gospel? The gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ as our Savior, sent from God. The gospel is central to our salvation. We're going to be judged in the final day of judgment, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, by our Lord himself as to whether we know God and as to whether we have obeyed the gospel. How do we obey the gospel? Romans 6, verses 1 through 6. We are, again, what is the gospel? The death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ. As we're baptized into Christ, we're baptized into his death. Romans 6 and verse 3. In verse 4, we're buried with him through baptism into death. And we're raised up as he came forth from the grave, alive, victorious over death. We come up from the watery grave of baptism, having been completely immersed in that water, completely buried 
in that water of baptism. We come up out of that water alive spiritually. We were dead in our sins before we were baptized. But as we come up out of the watery grave of baptism, we're reborn spiritually. We're made alive. And that is how we obey the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in becoming a Christian. But then we must live by that gospel, the message of Jesus being our Savior, and so live faithfully before him for the rest of our lives. Now, is it necessary to be baptized in order to be saved? Well, no question about it. We've seen that. We cannot be saved without being baptized into Christ because it is at baptism that we come into Christ, Romans 6 and verse 3. Galatians 3 and verse 27, we're baptized into Christ. Both of those verses of Scripture say that, and they are the only two verses of Scripture in the entire New Testament that tell us how to come into Christ. We're baptized into him. Well, so absolutely, yes, we must be baptized to be forgiven of our sins in order to be saved as we come into Christ. Baptism is central to our salvation, central to our becoming Christians. But there are people who object to it because the devil's been very skillful in clouding people's understandings. And frankly, I would say that probably the vast majority of denominational churches teach that you don't really have to be saved in order to be saved. Uh, you don't really have to be baptized in order to be saved. Well, how are they missing all of those clear-cut, easy-to-understand, straightforward scripture texts that teach that baptism is how we come into Christ? Baptism is when our sins are forgiven through the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. Baptism is that crossing over point from being lost in our sins to being saved in Christ. How do they miss all of that? The devil's skillful in what he does. Now, some people would object and say, oh, no, no. Okay, you've quoted from Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, and that's not in all the Greek manuscripts. <laughs> it's not in two Greek manuscripts, the Vaticanus and the Sinaiticus. But did you realize, did you know that both of those leave a space where it should be? They leave a space for it or have Mark 16 and verse 8 just before it at the bottom of the page as if a page is missing? Did you also know that over 5,000 Greek manuscripts contain Mark 16 verses 15 and 16? Compelling, isn't it? Well, some would object and say, well, but it says, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. But it only says, he who does not believe shall be condemned. It doesn't say he who is not baptized. There's a principle, a literary principle called synecdoche. Strange sounding word, very technical sounding. It means a part stands for the whole. If you take away the beginning of something that is connected with something following it, then you've eliminated what follows it as well. And so Jesus said, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. 
if you eliminate the belief, you've eliminated the baptism. The person who does not believe is not going to be baptized. That's understood. But when you look at the construction of the Greek grammar in that particular verse, if you go back to the Greek, then you come to understand that the way that it is grammatically laid out pulls the two together. And it is both belief and baptism that are joined inseparably. So again, if you eliminate the belief part, you've eliminated all that follows, which is baptism. So the person who does not believe automatically is not going to be baptized because why should he do something he doesn't believe in? Well, another objection says it does not matter what one believes about baptism, only that one believes in Jesus. Well, what did Jesus say about that, about believing what he teaches or taught while he was on this earth or continues to teach us through his scriptures. He said in John chapter 12 and verse, and verse 48, he who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken shall judge him in the last day. We have to believe not just in Jesus as the Savior, but we have to believe, and if we truly believe in Jesus as a Savior, we will obey what Jesus taught as the Savior, and we're going to be judged upon that belief. Believing in Jesus, truly believing in him, means I believe in everything that he taught, and I believe it to the point that I'm going to live by it. I'm going to obey it. In John chapter 8, verses 30 and 31 and 32, Jesus said, If you abide or live in my word, you are my disciples indeed. What's a disciple? You're, you're my true followers. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What truth? He clarified that in John chapter 17, in verse 17. On the night of his betrayal, he prayed to the Father and said, Sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. And Peter wrote this in 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 22, writing to Christians. He said, since you have purified your souls, now what does that mean, purified your soul? Well, yeah, you've been forgiven. You've been saved. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, God's word, scripture, the words that Jesus brought from the throne room in heaven, that are part and, and, and central to the gospel by which we are saved. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Having been born again, Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3 and verse 5, except a man is born of the water and the spirit. There's baptism right there. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. Peter said, you're born again, not of corruptible seed, that is through physical birth, because we all die ultimately physically. 
but you're born again through the word of God. To believe in Jesus truly is to believe on all of his teachings and obey, live by those teachings. So once again, that objection holds no water. If we're going to truly love Jesus, we're going to obey his, his teachings. He said in John 14 and verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. And he commanded the apostles to teach everyone everywhere the gospel. And whoever believed and would be baptized would be saved. That is a commandment from our Lord himself. And if we truly believe in Jesus, if we truly love him, we will obey that commandment as well as all of his other teachings that he commanded as being part of Christianity, as being part of following him as faithful disciples of Christ. We'll study some more next time. Let's pray. Father, please clear people's minds of all of, all of the confusion that the devil has led them into. Help them to see clearly the truth of your gospel message that you sent your son to bring to this earth. Help us to simply not just believe it, but to obey it. Help us to see that as we're baptized into Christ, we become a new creation spiritually. Our sins are forgiven and we're saved. We're into him. And he adds us to his church. Praise be to you, Father. Thank you for loving us so much. And thank you for your patience. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.